Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Waters Run Deep podcast. As always, this is Chris. I have Robin here with us. Hello. Hello. Also, we have Amanda. And Amanda has some guests on her end as well. Hey, it's Amanda. And I have my husband, Adam. Hi. And our favorite waters, Margaret. The OG. The OG. OG. I can't talk. <laughs> I could hear you. She said, I'm not allowed to talk she, during discussion. She can only talk in groups of two or less. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we're allowed. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Are we excited? Chris, I am super excited uh, for today's episode. Um, listeners, you might notice that we are missing one of our key podcasters. Um, our cousin David wasn't able to make it this week. So we uh, looked all high and low our house for something to be an alternative. And lo and behold, Chris and I found our partners and our spouses um, to join. Just kidding. They really wanted to. Robin and Adam were like, we want to do this. And then my mother just sort of walked in while we were recording. Yeah, I begged for like two weeks to join. And she just waltzes in here. It's like, okay, I guess I'm joining. I'm like, okay, that, that teaches me. Next time, don't ask. Just go like, I'm joining, bitches. <laughs> um, and this <laughs> might be awesome, or this might be a disaster, just like our topic today, the Titanic. So, <clears throat> like every episode, we are going to start with the Florida man story. Um, so, for our listeners and for our guests, we like to tell a story that happened in the great state of Florida, and then we talk about that story. Um, this one, I specifically uh, picked because of a part of the story I feel like resonates with those who sank in the Titanic. So um, here we go. Florida man wielding sword fire and sets fire in roadway, floods booking office after arrest. In Titusville, <laughs> Florida, authorities say when they arrived at a four, they, when they arrived, a four feet high flames were in the middle of the road. They found a man holding a sword and drinking alcohol. Go figure. Deputies say they were on active patrol when they spotted the flames. According to police, the fire was in front of the man's home when, <laughs> when they went to visit. Uh, and they've been doing this for about five times the past six months. Um, officials say that the fires range from either being on the sidewalk or the entire street or the whole road. Uh, and they would go and speak to him and ask him why. And he didn't really know. Uh, during this incident... They went to chat with him and they found him sitting in his front yard, holding a sword in his hand with a knife in his waistband. Um, and he was also drinking a large half gallon size of Captain Morgan Spice Rum. That's a fitting drink for that get up. Yes. It's all about the rum. It's a handle. Because it has a handle. That's why he's able to walk around with it. That, that, that one actually has a handle on it. Because it's a handle of rum. Yes, but not every handle has a handle. That one specifically has a handle, so a, a drunken man with a sword can walk around with it easier. It's the perfect drink for him. Well, good news, friends. Uh, the suspect did drop the knife and sword when he was asked, but he could not provide an answer to why he started the fire, what the purpose was. Uh, when arrested and taken into police custody, he then intentionally broke a fire sprinkler head, causing the <laughs> cell and booking room to flood. Uh, the man nice. was eventually transferred to the Robert County, Robert County Jail, and he faces charges of reckless burning of lands and criminal mischief, which I didn't even know was a felony. 
Um, because I feel it like must, it must be in Florida. Yeah, right? They're like, we don't know what else to call this. We're just going to call it criminal mischief. Um, and my mom keeps asking what year this was. And this was 2021, friends. It happened last July. I'll have to ask my parents because they live in Brevard County. Oh, yeah. See if they know about the guy who likes to burn the floods or burn the streets and have the floods. So he had a he had a sword and he also had a knife in his waistband. Yeah. And there wasn't a picture, but I was imagining like a samurai sword and then like a little knife to like cut your cheese or your apple to intimidate people. I think he had a, like a cavalry knife, like like a, a Civil War soldier. And he had like a, a boot knife in his waistband. Do you think that maybe he's like a part of a reenactment for the Civil War and part of the road burning was actually part of the reenactment? That could be. That could be. And maybe he just had a little too much Captain Morgan and uh, was, was, um, fell into a bad situation. I do appreciate that he was drinking Captain Morgan, though. I mean, it wasn't like he was drinking the Admiral, which is Captain Morgan's like lesser kind of brother of alcohol. So at least he has some class. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen his picture? Oh, I did see his picture. And it was a beautiful sight for flooded eyes. <laughs> he absolutely looked like a man that if you said, which of these men do you think put a fire in a road and flooded? I would have said that one and got it right. He almost Holy. looks Holy. like a cleaned up version from the night at the museum. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's a great description. He looks so confused in the one picture, like, like he doesn't know why he's there. Like he's, or just realized that he's there one or the other. Cause that one picture is just fantastic for a mug shot. Like if I had a mug shot, that's what I picture it would look like is this complete confused look like, Oh my God, how did I get here? Yeah. It was like, he did not remember setting fire and or flooding the PlayStation. <laughs> well, I'm assuming that the flooding happened after the booking picture. So maybe he's pondering, hmm, how could I screw this up? Or he's just was on something else besides Captain Morgan. Oh, I guarantee he is. I guarantee he's a little crystal meth. Oh. And, and just for the record, just for the record, I love Florida. I have no hard feelings about Florida whatsoever. And we do these segments as mere comedy because we all love Florida. And one of our host is from florida okay this guy this guy looks like the child that left was left behind he's like what george bush was going for in 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 2000 the child (laughs) no child left behind this guy was left behind he he has that look in his eyes i am stupid i am neanderthal me me man there's nothing no intelligence behind those eyes definitely has a neanderthal look going on there tucked in jaw from that side <laughs> profile. <laughs> so if you are the gentleman that was walking around with a handle of Captain Morgan and a sword and a backup knife and you were arrested in Bavard County, please reach out to us at the waters run deep podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your side of the story. Absolutely. Would. Don't forget to rate and review our podcast, please. If you're listening, Mr. Yeah, please. Uh, Mark wants to know if, if he would maybe one of the pirates that was invading Tampa. 
Um, and maybe he got lost a little bit. What century are we talking that about? That could definitely Pirates happen. Pirates invading Tampa? Yeah, that happened. It happened in 2021. He didn't know. Yeah, but Pirates invade Tampa every January for Gasparilla. So maybe he was part of that. All right. Well, speaking of boats oh, and pirates, point. let's talk about the world. One of the world's most famous ships, the Titanic. And this episode is called Plenty of Holes in the Sinking of the RMS Titanic. Before we start, I did want to share where I got my information because I want you to know that I didn't make most of this up. Um, so not only did I use some websites like Insider.com, The Washington Post, my favorite History.com, um, there is a blog called The Ultimate Titanic Blog, which was just fascinating. Um, I also, thank you very much, read two book reviews about this called Titanic, The Ship That Never Sunk and The Night Lives On. Um, and I will include information about these books on our website. And then, obviously, I went to the good old Wikipedia just to round things out. I know. I'm an over-retriever. All right. I want you all to breathe, get ready, sit back, imagine. It's late in the evening on April 14th, 1912, and the RMS Titanic, thought to be unsinkable, has struck an iceberg. It is now sinking to the bottom of the icy waters of the Atlantic Ocean, where around 1,517 people, this sense of tragedy and disaster, have left people for the last 110 years to tell stories and theories to explain the real reason why it sank. And today, we are going to discuss the most exciting theories and myths. Are you ready? Oh, yes. Bring it on. No. Oh, yeah. Let's let's go. Adam's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm reading on. Reddit right now trying to see what's no, going to happen I'm in football. I'm coming up with some stuff to contribute to this. because. All right. So the first one, I wanted to start off with the first two random theories and myths that I found during my research. Because I really thought that they were um, kind of funny or just kind of weird. So the first one I like to call Mummy Deerin. So this myth is about a mummy that was believed to have cursed the doom of the Titanic. So a passenger named William Steed, a British editor who subscribed to the spiritualism of the early 20th century. And for our listeners, you can't see the quotation marks I put around that because I don't know what spiritualism of the 20th century means. Um, and for the past several years before the Titanic, he was claiming that this cursed mummy that was in London was causing mysterious destruction and disasters in the city and the people of London. Um, and that is why the Titanic went down. So according to legend and Steed himself, an ancient mummified princess left a trail of death and devastation across England in the early 1900s after being excavated and removed from Egypt. Once the Belgrade, Belgrade, that's a word I have not used. Uh, once the community of the British art collectors and museums and professionals kind of had enough of the haunted mummy, they decided it was time for her to go visit the great United States of America. And they put Her Majesty on the RMS Titanic. Once on board the Titanic, Steve would happily repeat his tale of the cursed mummy to anyone whose ear he could bend. And even though Steed and his mummy apparently went down with the ship, his stories lives on and even made headline the following month in the Washington Post, which stated, Ghost of the Titanic. Vengeance of hoodoo mummy followed man who writes its history. So this is this that sounds like a movie plot. I'd watch that movie. 
Who was in the mummy? I'm trying to remember who was even in the movie. Brandon mummy. Fraser. Brandon Fraser. And the Rock was in like the new one with Tom Cruise. Yeah, guy, yeah. The Rock. The Rock was in the Scorpion King. That different than that the was, mummy. That was the third sequel to the mummy. Oh, was it better? It was awful. Hmm. If you go back and watch it, even back then, the animation of the Scorpion King was god awful. But it was The Rock. So did The cares? Rock have a shirt on? Of course not. Oh, that I'd watch Set it. Set in ancient so, times. He basically does not have a shirt. I didn't realize. The Scorpion King, the Scorpion King and the Mummy are related. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's, uh, so it goes Mummy, Mummy Return. Wasn't there like Mummy Returns after? And then it yeah, was, um, yeah. I believe, Scorpion King as like a prequel to all that stuff. Oh, yeah, right, same okay. universe. That makes, that makes same universe. So what was the one Tom Cruise was in? Oh, that was a, a, a think- remake of it where Scientology takes over. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good stuff. Um, I have to tell our listeners that Adam had me mute so he could tell me how to say the word, and it's beleaguered. Yeah. I looked at the word. Like, he's you don't... smarter than I am, folks, and that's the only time I will ever publicly admit that. I know a few um, words. Um, so, <laughs> so, Mr. Webster's, a.k.a. Adam, what, is, what does that word mean? Because the dummy over here does not know, meaning me. Okay, so I don't know the exact definition because I don't know every definition, but like using context... I'm beleaguered today. Like I'm beat down. Like mentally, I'm I'm defeated. You know, play plagued with like just fuck it alls. It's beleaguered. Actually, go here. Wait, triple click. I would be pretty beleaguered here, if a mummy was cursing my town and I am the one that brought it to town. I'm gonna use that now when I'm annoyed. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find a way to use it. In a that. very difficult situation. Hmm. Oh, also know, it's situation based. Surrounded by armed forces aiming to capture it or force surrendered. So we could say that your beleaguered forces is that's currently right. beleaguered. No, your beleaguered forces. That's mm. I've read that. That's why. Probably like World War II textbook yeah. coming back to me. There we go. All right. So a couple things. Um we can debunk this myth. Uh, and I feel like <clears throat> I know that's not usually what we do, but I wanted to share just sort of how some folks have debunked this. So, um, this mummy actually never existed on the Titanic. Uh, there is an Egyptian princess mummy, apparently. Um, they It is still in the museum in London. Um, that is what they say. Believe what you want. So, he was just, like, bullshitting? Yeah. Telling everybody that? The, 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 the damn mummy wasn't there and... The shit never happened. Never happened. There's no mummy. I mean, they haven't found it unless the mummy like disintegrated within the icy cold waters. But no, there from records there was no mummy. This was just a story that Steed went down with. Uh, he was trying to get laid. He was he was telling all the women on there this bullshit story about a mummy trying to get it in. Is what it was. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Got a lot of girdles to go past in order to get you know get there. So. Try to get him scared so they come up to his cabin and he can draw a picture of him. <laughs> Yes, that's one Titanic movie reference. Oh, I forgot to tell you that I also watched the Titanic this weekend uh, to prepare for this. I feel like it's probably a very accurate historical uh, reference. Yeah, about as accurate as the world uh, ending tomorrow was for anything else. I like that movie, too. Um, okay. My niece could beat us all in the Titanic and my nephew as well. They've watched it like way too many times. Uh, near far, wherever you are, that movie is pretty great. Uh, you'll you'll know someone owned this movie back in the day if they tell you how many VHS tapes it came with. 
Right. It, right. It was, exactly. It was a double. It's a double. Yeah. It was, it was one of the few doubles that were out there. And to all you yeah. young yeah. kids who might be listening, uh, VHS is the ancient, ancient DVD, <laughs> which no one uses anymore nowadays. <laughs> anyway, it's like watching Netflix, but you had to like take it in and out of a machine. Oh yeah, there was the, the rewind rewinder because Blockbuster would charge you rewind fees. So we had a device that was specifically made to rewind videos. It's one mission. You put it in, it rewinds the video back to zero, and that's it. We own something like that because of this. That is such an odd thing to think that you had in your house. <laughs> it was a specific thing you grew up with. There's no other application today. Could, couldn't you just hit the rewind button on the VCR? So, so yes, to some extent. But the issue with that is the VCR rewinds at only a certain speed because it can damage the tape. So um, this fast rewinder, it allows it to rewind faster without damaging the actual cassette. It's a thing. Well, see, Robin just, just she didn't unmute herself, but she had one too. She no just shit. <laughs> it was a red, red car. car. What? Uh, yeah, a red car. Okay, ours was just this little black device, simple, Amanda, small, like, yeah. I remember, Chris, do you remember my dad used to um, tape, sorry, used to tape things over and he would like re like record the videos we got from Blockbuster. We had the, yes, say, yes. Like, do he not was record this. And he was like, I don't care. Yeah. He, he had like a, a special machine thing that would do it. He had a whole get up. He might, he probably did have a uh, Mark said he did. Cause he had all, yeah. uh, it makes sense. Like every- Be kind and rewind. Yeah. Yeah, that probably doesn't even make sense anymore to folks. That's right. No, it doesn't. It's like the floppy button be or the floppy disk being the save button. Like floppy disks and zip disks. I mean, you had all you had these uh Rolodexes of of them. Well, now that we're showing our age, just like the Titanic, um, let's talk about this one. So this is a little awkward. <clears throat> and this second theory is so silly that maybe it's true. So the Titanic was built um, at a shipyard called Harlan and Wolf in Belfast, Ireland. And it is proposed by theorists that a group of Catholic employees were in pure distress when they learned the ship's number was 390904. Now, I would like all of you to take out a piece of paper and a pen. All right. I'll wait. Oops. Of all the pens here, you gave me the one color that this is not. All right. Like- so you are going to write on this paper. 3909 space 04. And then I would like you to rotate those numbers upside down. And what do you see? Hobo? Hobo. Hoboby? Well, according to the Catholics, it's supposed to say no Pope. And as the theory goes, the Catholic workers were so upset about this number. They saw it as blasphemy and were worried that harm would come to the ship as it was such evil to name this number, this vessel. So so what, what are the Catholics that, what they think it said? No Pope. So they don't know what peas look like? <laughs> <laughs> right? They don't know what peas look like. Also, did they know that 80085 looks like boobs? boobs? 
Like, <laughs> I would have been mad that when they have said anything. <laughs> no, they're Catholic. I'm sure they love boobs. Um. So again, this is this is pretty. Like we said, does not make sense. Um. It isn't true. There's no way it could be. Um, the real number of the Titanic actually is 401. Um, so it has no, nothing of the Pope mentioned. Um, but also, there weren't any Catholics that were working on hand to worry or warn their Protestant brothers. Um, as in the late 1800s, early 1900s, the Harlan Wolf um, Company actually had the reputation of discriminating against Catholics and only hiring Protestants. Wow. Here's my question. We know how you can tell if a man is Jewish, but how do you tell if someone's Catholic or Protestant? Well, or how do you word on their sleeve. Oh, how do you tell someone's Jewish without looking at their dick? That's what I, my joke I me was making. That's how you know a man's Jewish. You look at his dick. I thought you were talking about his nose, and then I was <laughs> trying to make a joke on that. <laughs> you do realize the majority well, of the people well, in the world are. Back, back to the penis, I don't see. Uh, Circumcised. Wow. Wow. Because circumcision yeah, wasn't but, really a big thing for everyone until, like, the 60s, 70s. I was going to say, because that would make me Jewish. If that was the case. No, like, it wasn't not, it wasn't, it wasn't common until, like, modern time where it became more of a hygiene thing than a religious, where gotcha. the Jews, gotcha. it was, it's a gotcha. religious ceremony. Um, Jews have been, Jewish people have been tuned into uh, penis hygiene. I think that I um I was thinking maybe they could tell the Catholics from the Protestants because the Catholics showed up drunk every day for work. And they were like, oh, good old Father Brian. Met him at the pub. <laughs> it could be the Irish. Too. Like if they were Irish, I mean, I'm sure they figured they were, you know, Catholic. I don't know. Uh, Aunt Margaret says it's probably because they were probably wearing a crucifix, which is actually probably true. Oh, oh yeah, that's an excellent point. Excellent point. All right. So let's move on to some my this next one, which is quite interesting. Um, and I like to call this one, oh, das was the Germans, ah. So this myth is a theory, uh, if true, um, would be interesting and probably believed by those who did not enjoy their history class in high school where they learned about World War One. So there are some folks out there. Here's what I found. I didn't ask you, Siri. That believe a German U-boat uh, was truly behind the ship sinking. And even though the sinking of the Titanic happened before the First World War by two years, it was believed that the Titanic was actually the first ship attacked before uh, the Lusitania, 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 thank you, uh, which was torpedoed in 1915. So while this story lacks an abundance amount of evidence, uh, it is certainly not outside the realm of possibilities like the Pope one. A number of Titanic survivors did report having noticed an unidentified vessel approximately five to six miles away that was sink that was where the sinking ship was happening, and apparently it lingered around till about 2 a.m. The speculation was that this was a submarine that had surfaced to assess the damages and then skulked off uh, after deliberating del- uh, what happened or maybe it accidentally hit the Titanic. Um there were also survivor testimonies about a number of explosions that seemed to have gone off on the ship, but that also could have been because they hit an iceberg. Yeah, but, I mean, they hit the iceberg in the front. I don't think the ships put all the explosive stuff in the front of the boat. Did you work at the Health, the Harland Wolf Belfast shipyard? Yeah, for White, white Striper, White, white 
No, I screwed that up. What's the name of the company that White Star Liner? White Star Line. Ah, uh, it was close. <laughs> I thought you were going to say White Stripe the band, and I was like, well, that's a part of your life I don't remember. So the only thing is Lusitania only took 20 minutes to sink. Oh, dang. So yeah, you're so there was a big, huge, my mom loves like shipwrecks as well. And that was the one thing that I do remember in my history class that the Lusitania only took 20 minutes to sink, which is where they speculate that she was holding other goods that she should not have been holding, which is also why there was speculation that she sank. Huh. That's good to know. Hmm. Well, maybe a Titanic was their uh, tester ship. Yeah, and they, they perfected it for the Lusitania. I mean, I think it's possible. I mean, I I don't completely buy the iceberg story because I get icebergs are, are, you know, they're, they're ice is hard. I mean, you could do some damage with ice, but it's just find it hard to believe that that ship was supposed to be indestructible and they didn't figure in to make it indestructible against ice, which is pretty common in the ship, the waters they were sailing in. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think as we get into the more possible, uh, we have two that are, I think, very plausible and possible. Um, I think we could see. I I agree with you on that one, Chris. All right. So before we get into those, um, we're going to take a minute or two to talk about some movie Titanic theories. So hopefully you all have watched the Titanic movie in your life. Right? Absolutely. All right. What's what's that? (laughs) (laughs) So both of these theories involve Leonardo DiCaprio, who is my favorite actor, and he plays uh, characters in these theories. Um, So there is a theory of floating around that the character Jack from the movie Titanic actually survived and then went on to become Jay Gatsby. And then spent the first part of his life trying to find Rose. And while he did that, he fell in love with Daisy. And it is just a bouquet of twists and turns, if you will. (laughs) Um, I think somebody's just piecing those movies together on that one. I'm the biggest conspiracy theorist out of the show. And I don't even buy that one. (laughs) Glad you agree. Uh, Well, I I mean... Besides the fact that, like, The Great Gatsby was written in, like, the 1920s, 1930s, or whatever, um, and The Titanic was written in 1999, I think that that would have been a long... So where did he get the... If he's became Mr. Gatsby, where did he get his money by selling the rights to the Titanic story? <laughs> yeah, the whole bootleg thing is a lie. It's absolutely from telling rights to the Titanic story. Maybe he's the one he who's holding to his ass um, Oh, maybe. He was bootlegging Titanic VHSs. <laughs> Him and Uncle Jerry. <laughs> well, and I also think that um, he, why would he, if he was so in love with Rose, wouldn't he want to like get back with her? I mean, Daisy was kind of aloof. Yeah, I wouldn't want to get back with her. She, she like drowned him basically, didn't help him out. She let go. She did. Well, <clears throat> this second theory is very high, is highly uh, debated. I think we have lots of lots of thoughts. Mythbusters actually did an entire episode about this theory and this myth. So I love Mythbusters. Oh, me too. So the theory is that Jack and Rose could both have fit on the door frame that Rose was laying on without mm-hmm. it tipping over. Um, and I'd like to put this up to debate for you all to what you think. And I can show you a diagram that was created that shows different ways they could have all laid. 
Um, and we can share that also on Instagram. And we'd love our listeners to also comment and let us know if they thought uh, Jack could fit on the door or the door frame. Yes, definitely need to show that Instagram page some love as well as our rate and reviews on your podcast host of choice. Yeah. So what do you all think? Do you, uh, We're going to go around the horn and you let me know. We'll start. Robin, do you think Jack could have fit on the door frame? Um, maybe. Yeah. But if anyone's ever played in the pool with like two float, you know, a float with two people getting one after a while, it kind of submerges. It's not, you know. Mm, that very uh, Grandmaster H2O. I I agree that I kind of agree with the Robin. I mean, it, it I get that they both could have fit on it, but the weight I think would have caused it to submerge a little bit. But and once it gets totally submerged, it becomes kind of unsteady at the same time. However, worrying about that, it was more than sitting in the cold water even further, just hanging on to the edge. And even if you don't get your body all the way on it like Rose was, because she was looked fairly small, according to the movie, at least, that even if you get like halfway on it to keep it, I think he could have gotten out of the water more than he did. I do think that. Hmm. Adam, honey? Yeah, uh, I, I agree very much with what he, uh, Chris was just saying. Um, I, I, he, could he have fit on? Yes, absolutely could have fit on there. Would they have been able to stay afloat? Hell no. Like, uh, so, so I didn't even get, how was that door floating anyway? So like, say they're trying to get on, say he's trying to get on and all of a sudden it like tips on its side. If that thing tips on its side, it's going to sink underneath the water for a brief moment and then it's going to float underneath. It, it would make sense that, Hey, I'm sure they probably tried to get them both. And, he, and he's like, okay, I can see what's going on here. I just know I'm going to die. Let's try and keep keep this lady alive. So on her 80th birthday, rather than thinking about her husband of 50 years, she's thinking about this random dude she met on the Titanic for a week right. when she was younger. All for that. That's what he was thinking when he was holding her up. <laughs> exactly. So and it, I can't believe there wasn't other. I get there was other people in the water. It's not like they were the only two people in the water, but. I can't believe there was not another object that he could have got a hold of and held on to. And at that point, I'm fighting you. If I don't know you, I'm fighting you and I'm going to take what you got. You know what I mean? If it's if it's me or them, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight you to get it. Yeah, I think that's where I am. I, I think that he, I agree that there probably was room. I, um, I actually really agree with Robin too. If you've ever tried to get on something that's floating, and if someone else is already on it, it's really hard. I mean, mm -hmm. like, Adam and I are, we love to paddleboard. And, like, I, it's hard. You fall off that paddleboard and get back on, you have to, like, beach whale it. And that's not in negative whatever degree water by an iceberg after being shot down from a, a boat and everything. So, so I just couldn't um, get that dual paddleboard. I know. Oscar, I looked at it. I'm like, we wouldn't be able to do that coordinated. No. 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 So, yeah, I agree. Um I also agree with you, Chris, too. I, I always wondered when we would watch it that um, why why didn't he just put her on something and then go, like, go, you know, uh, like, go find something else and come back to her or just, like, no, she'll be fine, you know? Um, so that's sort of what I thought. Wait, so so now recap it. Would he, would he have fit on it? That was the question, right? Yeah. Not, not, what, not would they have both been able to survive on it. Would he fit on it? What are we just, what are we 
distinguishing here. This is very important. Yes, he would have fit on it, but then you wouldn't have the greatest love story then. Mm. Mm. Very true. Very true. You wouldn't have a great chick flick. We wouldn't have fit on it. I feel like there's any number of better. Here's the other question. If it was us, Adam, we wouldn't have fit on that door because we're larger humans. So my question for you is, would you have fought me to get on that door or would you let me on that door? I'd let you on that door. Oh, you get to sleep in the bed tonight. (laughs) Robin and Chris, what would you do? Sorry, we were talk- We were just debating whether you could see vagina in Titanic or not. What? And she reminded me that they had hair back then and you couldn't see that. What are you talking about? Um, you can see the hair on the vagina. So? No, they were just talking about oh. that. On the what? Oh, yeah, on the sculpture, on the painting or the picture, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was debating. I said, man, there was a halfway decent, like, like boob shot in there. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, I think it was a full frontal. But then she's like, no, it wasn't really because... Back then, they had hair on their private parts, and it was covered up by hair. So, so oh, it makes sense. <laughs> so, you were not discussing if you would kill each other to sit on, to sleep on the door. I would not if I knew you and I cared about you and I love you. It's not just if I know you. If I care about you and you're important in my life, meaning family, spouse, etc., then yes, I will die for that person to survive. However, if I don't know you, I'm ripping you off that goddamn door <laughs> and I'm taking it from you. What if? What if it's some random young hot guy you just met on a boat and he's poor and he won this in a poker tournament. Uh, would you And you know he's gonna go and date models until they're 26 years old and then dump 25. Them. Oh, when 25. they are 26. Funny, I he's dead. I went to school. I went to school with one of the girls he dated. And Yeah, he's dead. I I drowned him. Uh all right. Well, I want to kind of talk a little bit about what, what James ask? Cameron. Oh, you didn't ask me. Mark, Mark, would you live? Would you die? I'd be on the, the boats with the women and the children. No, the, the yes. women and children go off the boat first. That's what she's saying. She would have gotten the hell off the boat first and not been in that situation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. So when asked about this, James Cameron stated um, that he if he had had jack live the ending would not would have been meaningless Mm -hmm. so the film film is about death and separation so jack had to die so whether uh it was by the um freezing to death in the water or maybe a smokestack fell on him he was going down um well so that so that story about jack i thought that was based on actual events no well, I'll be damned. I was lied to all my life. <laughs> You're going to watch Dude. it differently. I mean, there were... It was probably how, some girl trying to get in your your pants. That was, that's how Robin uh, persuades you to go on our first date. She's like, uh, we can watch Titanic. Yeah, I could have sworn it said based on actual events before the well, movie started. Well, it's based on like the actual event of the Titanic, but the love story is. And there's people, like, they uh, show you the unsinkable Molly Brown, who's a real person. The yeah, Astor, yeah, and yeah, how yeah. the band, like, played... It, you know, continuing even, you know, as the shit was sinking. So, like, yeah. stuff like that was true. However, the love story of the two characters was not. As well as the necklace. Right. Because that actually oh, so is, was, like, in, like, the Netherlands or something. It's loosely based. So, like, in this movie, she's had this thing the whole time. Right? So, like... Was she so well off that she never hit a hard time and goes, 
you know, I could use $135 million. Yeah, that thing would have been hawked a long time ago if I was Is she held it for 80 years just to throw it back? Like, Yeah, because it wasn't about the money or the necklace. It was about the meaning that went with it. Right, but like... I would have taken a picture of and that that meaning would have been transferred to the photo. <laughs> Wasn't she like due to marry the rich guy mm-hmm. because like her mother was forcing because they were running out of money and she was showing that she didn't care about the money. Yeah. And I think the reason she didn't sell it at first was because she was afraid he would find her. I mean, she was very scared of him. She knew he lived. Yeah. Because remember, she saw him at the end. And he had that child that he was like, my baby. And that was not his kid. Yeah. Isn't it the Hope Diamond? Isn't that what it's based off of? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Hope Diamond. Can you pull that up? It's based on the part of the part of the Hope Diamond. So, like, if you read about the Hope Diamond was broken in pieces. But the Hope Diamond is cursed. Yeah. it's. How did he get it then? Does so it say in the movie rich. how he got it? I think it does say how he got it. Yeah, I think it does say it. Um, all right. Well, um, Cameron went on to say that he was in the water with a piece of wood um, and people, like, putting people on it for about two days to kind of get the what would actually work with the buoyancy. Um, and he can say that it would support one person with free buoyed, like free board buoyancy. So that like what Robin said is like more people fit on it, it would eventually drop. Um, and that um, meaning that she has, she wasn't immersed in the 28 degree water that she could then could survive the three hours it took for her to be rescued by the ship. Um, Jack didn't know if she was going to get picked up by a lifeboat like an hour later or four hours later. He wasn't sure. He just knew he was going to die. So let me let me ask you this. Didn't at one point they try to somebody else tried to get on the board with her or something mm-hmm. and, and Jack had to fight him off? Yeah, he shot him. Oh, he oh, shot him. Oh, right. With what? Uh, it was a gun from somebody else. I think it was like a dead police, like dead captain or police guy that was like in the water and he grabbed the gun and shot him. That's wow. I don't remember the gun. I do remember him fighting him off, but wow, you just watched it. So you would know, but that's crazy. And, you know, and then it, Rose does eventually have to jump off to get the attention of the people. I mean, Jack, that's when she has to let go. Um, to let him, to let him sink into the bottom of the ocean. So. And have that meaningful ending where they he slides under the abyss into the abyss. I'll never let go, Jack, until I have to. Um, yes. So Cameron very, goes on to say, um, we very, very finely tuned it to be exactly what you see in the movie because I believed at that time, and I still do, that that is what had to happen for at least one person to survive. So. No, it makes sense. I mean, I think it was good. It was very smart of them to have that in there. It's, it's what made the movie, I think, what everybody remembers. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to talk about, like I said, two seriously plausible theories. Um, and they're a little bit longer. Um, but I actually, the, I can see them both happening. Um, and so if you are a fan of the History Channel, like we are in our house, and I know you all are in your house, um, one of their favorite oh, shows oh, that yeah. we love to watch All is... Stars. <laughs> Not Palm Stars. Um, ancient Aliens. Ancient. I was going to say Ancient Aliens. It's definitely not history you're talking about, right? 
<laughs> we love to watch men, the men who built America or any of the, the, built, food. the built America shows. So the food who built America, the men who built America, the companies. Um, yeah, and so good. a lot of the names I'm going to talk about, uh, if you watch those shows, you, you will know who they are. So this first one I like to call J.P. Morgan villain or super villain. Um, so this one's kind of fun and it involves some pretty famous people. The rumor is, um, and it's really kind of everything you could kind of want in a conspiracy theory, especially a man of powerful and wealthy enough to play God. And then some other men just as powerful and wealthy. When the Titanic sank on April 15th, 1912, several well-known millionaires were counted among the dead. Noted men on the lost Titanic announced in the New York Times headline included these men. Colonel Jacob Astor, known as New York's builder of hotels and skyscrapers. Isidore Strauss, a banker and the owner of the Macy's department store. And Benjamin Guggenheim, famous for building mining machinery, which if you know about this time, mining was like basically like the new electric car. Um, Yeah, it was booming. It was booming. Pun intended, Chris. Um, (laughs) But one of the world's richest men avoided a similar fate. And do you know who this was? Rockefeller. Well, Rockefeller wasn't on it. You're not wrong, Mark. Wait, Rockefeller wasn't on the Titanic? Mm -mm. He's the richest man of all time. How is he not on this crazy? He didn't need to be. Was it Bill Gates? It wasn't Bill Gates, although I think that's a really good guess. Robin, do you know who this man was? No, I do not know. Oh, well, it is J.P. Morgan or J. Pierpont Morgan. I thought you said, I thought you, see, I didn't, I was going to say him, but you said his name in the beginning. So it threw me off. So I play my game, Chris. Um, So J.P. Morgan was the owner of the Merchantile Marine Company, which is a beneficiary subsert owner of the White Star Line, which was the company that designed, built, and operated the Titanic. And Morgan actually was so involved in creating the Titanic that he had his own personal suite, Promadon deck, and specially designed bath on the ship. And he was there when the Titanic launched into Belfast to make its way into England. So why would... See, that spells some shysty shit right there since he had all that and wasn't on it. He was extremely involved. Um, so why would you think Morgan maybe sank his own ship? I think it had something to do with the uh, Federal Reserve. Mm, so you've all done your homework. Awesome theories. Um, So theorists say that Morgan somehow manipulated all of his rivals to sail on the maiden voyage so that he could sink it and clear away opposition to the Federal Reserve Bank. Yeah, because Woodrow Wilson, I don't want to bring up my opinions on Woodrow Wilson, but Woodrow Wilson, I think, would not have maybe uh, uh, signed off on it if he had those oppositions around. I would like to know your opinions on Woodrow Wilson because he's not really a president that we speak about. True, true. But we'll save that. That might be a future topic that we have to get delve into further. But uh, I have some strong opinions and it has to do with the mainly to do with the Federal Reserve. Cool. I'm looking forward to that. Um, So this is actually disputed by many people saying that it's impossible that uh, because no one in the last century has come forward to say they helped sink the Titanic and kill these very important men to oppose the U.S. Federal Reserve. 
Um, they probably were paid handsomely and why would they come forward? Exactly. I think that if this was to happen now, I think that there's too much technology and like ways to find things out. But back in 1912, you just burnt the paper, right? So yeah. and kept your mouth Easy peasy. So according to this theory, Morgan canceled his Titanic trip at the last minute before the ship's April 19th or April, not 19th, before the ship's April departure. Uh, his reason for not sailing on the Titanic's maiden voyage is well documented as he was busy trying to ship home his vast art collection in England and France by sea to his New York home. Um, which, as you do, I know that we all have to worry about shipping our vast art collection home. Of course. Um, and he hit a step back because U.S. Customs sent an agent to the U.K. to look over the art, but they had left too soon to head back to New York, and they weren't able to inspect the shipments. So Morgan had to stop the shipments, ask the dealer to come meet him in France in mid-April, and then head back. So he sent a telegram to the uh, White Starter Liner president with his regret, saying business is keeping him from sailing on the maiden voyage. Uh, that sounds like bullshit to me. Um, we do know that these three men and their wives left. Um, there is some speculation that you know Morgan did send the, the notice earlier than the day of, but some say it was the day of. There's also some like People that are like, well, it wasn't Morgan, but it, maybe it was the Rothschild or Rockefeller. Um, there's a lot of people that feel like you could the Rothschild have the huge bank banking in Europe and that they didn't want the Federal Reserve either. So the Rothschilds didn't want it? Well, that's what some of the other parts of the theory say. I think they did want it, but yes, they, they, absolutely would, they did. profited from it. But that was the exactly. other theories. This theory is actually really big in um, like co-theories with QAnon and stuff, which is really interesting. I had heard this theory before and it's like resurfacing with um, the Q uh, phase of cultish theories out there. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it was big into that because that's why I said it goes into the not that I'm a Q person at all. But I mean, some of the stuff they say is interesting. However, I don't wholeheartedly believe in that. Um, it's like Scientology, but they, interesting, but it's batshit crazy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, but it it does. It's just funny how the stuff intertwines together with all of it, and it's kind of just, you know, something's too coincidental. It's kind of becomes not coincidental, you know. Oh yeah, um, I also really like. I'm currently watching a TV show that talks about these names, and so it's interesting to learn that these three very important men were on this ship. Um, and it shows you how important the Titanic also was to wealth and stature. Was, it was big. It was huge at that point. So the next, the last one is what I would say I think is the most plausible. And I actually feel like this is the truth. So this is the one I really want to convince you on. Okay. So this theory, theory, uh, has a lot of holes, pun intended, um, but it definitely is a fascinating tale. And most of this information actually comes from the book I read, The Titanic, The Ship That Never Sinks. So the theory is that while the Titanic was still dry docked and under construction, its sister ship, the Olympia, Olympic, uh, was sailing from England to the U.S. in September 1911. During this uh, voyage, the Olympic became... Olympia became damaged on the starboard side, 
and had to be returned to the shipping yard in Belfast for repairs. The company repaired the Olympia and set its sail to New York, only for it to return for more repairs in March, a few weeks before the Titanic had set sail in April. The theorists suggest that the Olympia was too severely damaged to be profitable, and so at some point they switched with the Titanic to purposely ditch the damaged ship. The ship's crew were supposed to sink the damaged ship during the voyage so that the White Star Line would be able to collect the insurance money. With the allegedly damaged, with the ship being damaged behind, beyond repair, this plan was to dispose of the damaged ship and then allow the fully insured value to come back. It was supposed to be also that they were going to like open the seacocks, um, which would allow the sea to slowly flood the ship. So the ship would have slowly flooded and they would be able to get people out in time. Um, nobody was supposed to die as there was all the sinking. It was supposed to like sink really slow. Um, and they were supposed to also have like numerous ships stationed nearby to take off the passengers. Um, and that's why there was a shortage of lifeboats on the really slowly sinking ship. And there's some other like technical parts to this that I felt like you, I needed diagrams and like had to learn about being a marine expert. So I didn't include that. But yeah. Well, if that was the case, they really botched that one because, like you said, they didn't have enough uh, safety boat or uh, life rafts. And they also, there was not many ships in that area because I think that was the route they took was not as well used as another route because I think they altered their course at some point, I think, to avoid storms or something. like. I believe I may be misspoken here, but. But was that... I thought the Titanic was supposed to be like the biggest ship. So wouldn't you kind of notice the difference in size? So that's a really great question, Robin. So no, that um, Olympia and the Titanic actually were sister ships and were almost exactly identical, except for apparently there was like a couple extra windows on the starboard side of the Titanic. Um, but they were extremely identical. There was not anything that... Uh, if you were to look and be like, which one's which? Unless you could read the name. Um, the other thought, so the other arguments that people make against this theory is that like all of the things that have been found from the Titanic say the Titanic, like the plateware or whatever, but you can move plateware. That's not hard True, to move but... out. Now, apparently the numbers, they apparently there's numbers on like the ship material and those say 401, which apparently was the Titanic's number where 400 was the Olympia. Yeah, I know everything's like serialized, but that's what I was going to say is that that's a lot to, because the plateware, I mean, everything on a ship is basically identifiable if it belonged to the ship. They they do that. I don't know the reasoning behind they do that, but I know that that's common to do is that from the plateware to the, you know, the life life rings to the, just everything is labeled with either the name of the ship or or a serial number. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's really uh, an interesting, like, rebuttal to this. But, I mean, I could see that if you're building it out, just moving the stuff over. And then the only thing that you can't move on over, obviously, is the wood. But but wouldn't the people, like, realize if they're like, well, I'm supposed to be on the Olympia and all this stuff says Titanic or vice versa, you know, when they kind of, and especially the survivors say like, this wasn't even the Titanic, this is the Olympia or whatever. No, I'm thinking what they did is, because they had two weeks to do this, I, I'm thinking they had workers move 
all of the cups over. I, mean, I don't even know if they placed them in the boat within those two weeks. They may have still been in the warehouse. And they just had a few guys. They were like, here's what we're doing. Here's some good money. Don't tell anybody. Go paint the name on the boat and we're changing it out. Oh. And then they started bringing everything else in, getting it set up. Interesting. I don't even think they add the linen or any of that stuff until they get to the where they're actually leaving their maiden voyage. So, you know, it's launch. I think it's just launching the ship into the ocean. It's not adding all of the fun stuff. No, I mean majority of it. No, not the yeah. little stuff. So I, I, I mean, this makes sense. I mean, it's terrible. What doesn't, and I think that also fits with your claim of the iceberg too. It, Chris, is like. How was it this iceberg if what what if what if it was like this? Um there's also some theories about like a fire that apparently there's a fire that went that was burning like before they even left because they you know used coal to steam these and um that that also impacted the ship uh and the this whole plan. Um you also have the brittle steel. Mm-hmm. So the ship war- shipyard where both of those ships were built. There's always speculation that the mixture of everything didn't blend so well or even possible the rivets from it. Because, I mean, you think about it. I mean, I even remember, shows my age, in high school, learning about the Titanic. The teacher was talking about, like, a huge hole. And if you look at, like, Ghostbusters, you always think of, like, the boat coming in with this, like, huge gash in the wall, like, in the side. And I remember like raising my hand, like, um, no, that's not what happened. And she's like, what do you mean? And then she came back like the next day and she's like, oh my gosh, I like looked all this up. And I remember them saying how it was like, they were realizing that it wasn't like a huge gash, that it was in multiple areas of the ship that received damage and where it hit, it was kind of like the perfect storm you have the metal, there's probably other speculations and where it hit was right where the rivets were. So going straight down the ship. But I mean, when you look up, there's even like, which I've heard and, you know, it's on one of the sites where it says like steel brittle, whereas like the ship wasn't made with the same type of metal as it was promised, basically. Huh. I did not know that. She learned all that in her current events history class <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> just wanted to truly show her age is that it was a current events history class <laughs> please i learned it on facebook what are you talking about <laughs> that's my father's favorite news channel facebook my mother's also yeah adam's parents too they love facebook <laughs> I had to say that because every time he talks about something, I was like, from Facebook. Meta now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, fi- I figured this is the end. Um, let's do just like fun facts about it. Just t- talk about the Titanic in terms of, you know, what it was outside of the conspiracy theories, you know, what it was. So this thing is regarded. It's called it, it, we, we use Titanic as an adjective to describe gigantic things, right? Because this thing was yeah. the biggest of the big thing ever made. It's supposed to be the strongest, best, best ship ever. Um, 
if you pull up a diagram of a modern-day cruise boat compared to the Titanic, the Titanic is a little child compared to it. Like, the modern biggest cruise boat is, like, three or four times bigger, and it just makes it look piddling comparatively. Yeah, we'll make sure we put that comparison on our social media, Instagram. Let's show that because it is very interesting. I've seen that before, Adam. It is impressive how they they talk about how big it was and everything else, but compared to our modern cruise ship liners, it's it's like a tugboat, you know. Right. Um, one of the reasons why it's so difficult to explore and why so one of the things I showed Amanda what what she wanted me to mention is James Cameron did Titanic to fund his exploration of the Titanic wreck. So like they now have walkthroughs of the Titanic in 3D, basically rendered models that they used um, well, something Unreal Engine 5 to uh, engineer this. Um, so the, the reason why it's so hard to explore is it's at a depth of 12,600 feet. Now, that really doesn't put in perspective just how insanely deep that actually is. Um, that's 2.27 miles for us Imperial unit people. Um, 2.27 miles underwater. And bear with you, that brings in the physics of the weight of water, the pounds per square inch. He used, so um, it's, it's equivalent to a third of Everest, basically. Wow. A third. I, I knew it was deep, but I didn't really. It's 2.27 miles from the top of the water to the where the ship is now. If you look at the depth of the Marianas Trench, it, it, it goes to show that his research. So like he he developed all the stuff to go explore this for the first time. Um, he you remember James Cameron going down to the Marianas Trench, like actually in the thing. Go look up the depth of here. Hold on. No, I didn't know that. He, so I didn't. So he he didn't make it to the bottom though, did he? Of the, yes, I believe he made it to basically the bottom of it, which is seven miles below ground. How the fuck did I miss that? When did that happen? When oh, he made uh, this. twenty. Right. What's that? Was it when he made this or no? No, no, no. Oh. no. He did this like in two thousand. Here, let's 1990s see. Nineteen ninety-seven. Because South Park did that episode. James Cameron. James Cameron, and they made fun of him the whole episode. I knew I knew he was an adventurer in that sense, but I didn't realize that I didn't know anybody had been to the bottom of Mariana's Trench because I know that was like the, you know, well, I mean, I know that largely, I wonder if he saw any like alien bases and shit down there. Mm-hmm. He went, he went down to 10,908 meters, which is 35,787 feet. That is taller than Everest underground. Everest is 29,000 feet. And so I, I, we don't even actually know how deep the Marianas Trench is. Yeah, though, yeah, we? we actually we we they they use uh, lasers or so like a combination of laser and sonar to blast through the ground to, to measure stuff. Um, so they have an exact measurement of it, and they actually reach the actual bottom in there. And he did it himself. I bet he saw some wild shit, down dude. There. Like just the physics of how much weight of water that is. It's unbelievable fact that we could do that that's just yeah by the way another fun fact a little sidetrack everest when they first measured it it came out like when they first measured it came out to exactly twenty nine thousand feet but they knew no one would believe it 
So they made it 29,005 feet because they felt like if, if they added the five, they go, oh, okay, it must be that exact. Um, but because of plate tectonics, it's now 29,032 feet. So they don't even have to do that anymore. Hmm. So, wow. So that, 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 so it, it's moved up 32 feet. Yeah. Yeah. Over like a hundred years or so. Oh, we first measured it a hundred years ago and it was 2905 and now it's 29. Yeah. I forget the first measurement, but times. since then, yeah, it's gone up. I mean, that's, that's, you know, our, our, our wow. surface of our earth is our plates grinding on top of each other. That's how we have the Rocky mountain range is those are, those are plates at one time moving that have fused. I think it's the people that live in the inner earth making too much racket and building down there. It's causing it to push up, push everything up. I think the crab it's the people. dinosaurs. No, the crab people. Ant people. Um, apparently, Joseph got uh, Goebbels. Goebbels? Goebbels? Uh, yeah, yeah. The Nazi doctor? Uh, no, he was the head of propaganda for the oh, Nazis. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, created a retelling of the Titanic in 1941. Ooh, we have a quick short story on what he said happened. No, but I really want to find this. I bet nobody, because I don't, I mean, not that I know everything about the Titanic, but I've never heard of that. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear that. I found it's crazy how it, it the Titanic was discovered. It was discovered by the United States Navy investigating submarines that were set, sunk, and they were looking for them. Wow. They were looking for nuclear submarines that were wrecked, not like active. They were wrecked. So it was a 1943's propaganda film of the Titanic um, in which Herbert Schlepplin directed the film. Um, and it was part of a clear goal to re-image history as Nazi Germany saw fit. So the film gave birth to the Nazi Titanic as a famous piece of the cinema. <laughs> um, so it was a... <laughs> The movie would have cost $180 million of today's money, um, and it was supposed to be created in Berlin. Um, while at the time, most Germans went hungry or lived under constant bombing, the production had nine luxurious sets for the movie. A 20-foot model of a Titanic slipped into a nearby lake for filming. The directors had soldiers taken out of the war to play extras. <laughs> Um, and Goebbels, the man uh, who commissioned the film, allowed all this to happen while Germany was in a serious state of war. See, that's where it comes in is that that's what's weird is that why were they working so hard to change history? So it says the yeah. twisting you know? of the narrative was the goal of the Nazis retelling the tragic Titanic way to display the British being amoral, horrible people who care more about speed and success than human lives. <laughs> wow. They do that by changing one of the most important historical figures in the sinking, um, which uh, they changed uh, William McMaster Murdoch, who was the first officer um, to be a kind-hearted German officer, Officer Peterson, um, who was the only moral crew member aboard. Oh, so it had to be a German that was the the moral of reason that was trying to save everybody. So the Englishman named J. Bruce Ishmay uh, pressures the captain into going faster, which ends up endangering those endangering those aboard. Um, and although it's believed to be true that Ishmay did want the captain to speed up, um, it's not sure if that happened. But the Nazis do a retelling 
of this um, where they say that they want to win this ribbon, which makes them the fastest ship. And that's why he wanted them to go faster. The film also wants to make sure the audience feels pity for the poor German officer and how he had to suffer with the British. (laughs) So he's being shown to be discriminated against for being the only German officer. Oh, my gosh. And see that, that that's the, to me that still feels like there's more to that. And they didn't finish the film, I'm assuming, because of the war ending and them losing. <laughs> no, they did not finish the war. Okay, well, I know they didn't finish the war, but <laughs> they did, but they lost. Okay, I'm laughing because um, supposedly they. It looks like they kind of tried to build. So it says the production fell apart, and that they tried to build their own ship, and it, um. It didn't last. It uh, went the way of the of the Titanic. Honestly, it sunk. Um, and yeah, it's just you know they say that the history is written by the victor. So whoever wins ends up the history being is the one who writes it. And it's just funny that had Germany won, that we could be telling a different story of how the Titanic sank. German, you know, yeah, in German at that. Or Japanese, if you watch The Man in the High Castle, depending on what side of the coast you live so, on. So, Chris, I wanted you asked if it had been completed. So, um, it had not been com- fully completed, um, but it has not been forgotten. It was restored in 2005 and has been shown in Turner Classic Movies. So, you might be able to find it. So, TMC's playing this this German Nazi propaganda uh, movie? Um, and in 1958, the 1958 British film, A Night to Remember, um, which is about the Titanic, uses the sinking scenes from this 1943 film to be the realistic quality and show that. Oh, wow. So that was just an interesting rebuttal about the tragedy of the Nazi Titanic. Yeah, and it, it, it's, it's, I just keep going back to the whole, you know, we can only, that's what's funny about all history. So anytime that, that, you know, you don't always hear both sides of the story because only the victor is going to tell how it really happened because they're not going to let the loser, you know, fully tell their piece and everything. It's just kind of interesting how, you, you know, the history is written, however, whoever wants it to be written, whoever's in charge, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and as we dig more and look into history, I think that's, I think that's one of the things we've noticed with these conspiracies is what's being tried to be hidden, you know, and, um, what do they not want us to know? What did JP Morgan not want us to know about the Titanic or about the people on it? I honestly, here's my thought. I think that JP Morgan didn't want to take a loss. So he switched out the Titanic for the, the Olympia. He then also wanted it to crash anyway, so he convinced his three frenemies to take it and said he was going to be on it, and then he backed out, and then he killed two birds, one boat. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, I, I I would buy it. I mean, I have my own opinions about, like I said, the J.P. Morgan, the Federal Reserve, and all that stuff, but yeah, I definitely could buy that. Adam, what do you think? How the Titanic sank? Um, it hit an iceberg. <laughs> is it really Occam's razor, yo? Simplest answer is the easy one. It hit an, all right, an iceberg. Robin, what do you think? I think it's all the steel's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it'll be gone by 2030. Oh, why? 
Um, due to the erosion, um, so every time they go down, they notice that um, pieces are missing. Um, so soon the I'm the king of the world area will be gone forever. So it's just erosion, like an eating bacteria, as well as um, the currents and pollution and all the other good stuff. Hmm. Yeah, damn whales running into it and busting it all up. How are they supposed to go on their spy missions if they can't run into it? Yeah. Well, you know how like they're letting you go to the moon? It's people are going to Titanic. That's why. Mm -hmm. Well, before we say goodbye, I do have to say that uh, this episode I am dedicating to my friend Greg. My friend Greg loves the Titanic. Um, He is obsessed with the Titanic. And he one time made me have a program in college that was based on the Titanic where we assigned people who they were and we let them eat in high class or low class and let them know if they lived or they died. He loves the Titanic and I just wanted to dedicate this episode to him. Hopefully he listens um, because I think he would just love all about it. So, Rate and review us, Greg. Rate, Rate and review. review us, Greg. All right. Well, that is all I have for the unsinkable Titanic. That was a great episode. Um, just to give everybody a heads up, we do have stickers now. If anybody's interested in stickers, reach out to me and we'll get some out to you, especially if you leave us a rate and review. It really helps us out, boosts us up to to get us out to the people. Uh, if you rate and review us, give us five stars. I will send you a sticker for the podcast. A couple stickers, actually. Yeah, we're not sticker stingy. Yeah, yeah. And also we've we've created a website for the podcast that Amanda has taken on. And also the on the website there's a link to a merch store. So if you want a t shirt or anything like that, you can go on there. They're reasonably priced and they're nice t shirts. Absolutely. All right. Well, have a good day, night or evening. We'll talk with you later. We will see you next time. Thank you. We want to thank everyone again for tuning into the Waters Run Deep podcast. On the next episode, we're going to tiptoe into cryptozoology with everyone's favorite, Bigfoot. Please check out our Instagram at TWRD underscore podcast and hit the subscribe follow button on your platform of choice and show us some love with the rate and review. If you have any topic suggestions you would like the three of us to discuss, reach out to us and let us know at the Waters Run Deep podcast at gmail.com. Till the next one. Thank you.